0: conversation between two trans people from across the pond. My name is Luxander and I am a genderqueer, transmasculine-ish American person and my co-host.
1: My name is Kat. I am a British trans woman and fairly binary. Yay.
0: That's the show. Okay. So (laughs) we're back after uh, you know, 15 or so minutes of break time. (laughs)
1: You see how the how the sausage is made with Transatlantic. We don't hide yes. anything from you. This is our first uh, our first back to back session. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it, how it goes. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm already starting to feel I'm sounding more delirious in the first half, which is probably not a great start. But yeah, um, okay. we'll get it'll be fine. We'll um, get through it. Lux, yes, me. What are you, what are you wearing?
0: Oh, yeah. We, we didn't actually address that part when we were having a conversation <laughs> in between recordings. Um, I actually am wearing, I love, I love what I'm wearing today. It's super cute. I'm wearing a purple, yeah. super deep v-neck top with this super cute blue bra, and I'm wearing green leggings and a skirt that goes to about my knees that's black and very swishy. And we're talking about what I'm wearing today because of hormones. And we're going to turn this into a topic somehow. Uh, Basically, (laughs) it should already be out there on the internet because I have a video recorded that I am going to try to fucking put on the internet well before this episode goes up. But if you don't follow my YouTube videos or anything else, then you don't know that I have stopped taking testosterone. As of, uh, my last shot was July 22nd. And that's gonna be it for a little while. Am I detransitioning? No. Let me just get that out of the way really quick. Because it's an issue that people are going to bring. And also, like, don't be rude. It's already complicated enough for me as a non-binary person trying to figure my shit out. Don't be rude about me going off of hormones. Because that happens within the community sometimes. Like... And I don't want to deal with it, so just don't.
1: I think I think the problem is that people get invested in each other's identities and they sort of feel like, oh, what if you stop hom- taking hormones? Maybe I, do I have to stop taking hormones too? No, you don't. Everyone's or, different.
0: Or it doesn't make you any less of a insert blank here to not take hormones. Like If we've already decided that pre-transition people aren't any less of their gender because they haven't yet gone on things, then surely people who've done a thing for a while and then stopped can still be considered
1: trans. So. Yeah, and with no, especially with non-binary people like this is going to be different, right? This is the this is part of why it's important to make the distinction that non-binary people exist and not kind of push them under the rug like we do with bisexual people and stuff like that. Like the in-betweens are important and because they have different issues and this is one of those issues, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Um it, and it is super valuable to talk about it because of the fact that yeah, like it's a non-binary thing and that's one of the very interesting aspects of it for me um, as far as my having a personal crisis over hormones is that I was having a personal crisis over hormones before I started taking them and it took my friend badgering me uh, in a good way for me to be like, okay, I'm just gonna do the thing he was persistently like, you know you wanna do the thing, do the goddamn thing and I was like, "Eh." (laughs) ah. and then he would message me like two days later, like, have you called them yet? and I'd be like, no, and he's like, do it so thank you Shout out to my friend Kyle, who definitely doesn't listen to this podcast because he has shit to do. Oh
1: <laughs>
0: no, it's cool. He's a blacksmith. It's all right. Um, oh, I know, right? It's totally yeah. legit. Does he but make yes, swords?
1: Because he... I would like one.
0: Uh, he might. I'll hook you. Up. I'll hook you up, maybe. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I was having a crisis before I started hormones about whether I wanted to do them or not, and the plan going into it was that I didn't have a plan that I was going to just take it probably for a few years and then stop. Like, I yeah. li- that literally was my plan. I was like, yeah, I'll just take it until I don't feel like taking it anymore. And then, like, let's go back to, like, a year ago. I would have told you that I can't imagine going off of testosterone. Like, I'm pretty sure that in, when I d- did the gender tag video for the second time around this time last year... I was like, I can't imagine going off of tea. And then, I've been hit with a truck of dysphoria again in the opposite direction, so I have to stop taking tea just as a like, okay, this sort of harks back to a conversation that we had a few episodes ago with figuring out if you just are having issues with your body or if you're having issues that are gender-related with your body. Is I had to do what we suggested That people do in that situation in, like, look at what was going... Like, what is wrong with my body from, like, why do I not perceive my body as attractive anymore? Because that's what the, like, problem is. And there is some influence from outside factors. Like, we were talking in last episode, 15 minutes ago, about how it's really hard to find people to date when you're trans. And, you know, particularly if you're, like, not fully whatever... And you have a mix of, like, sex characteristics that is atypical. So when I looked at my body and I saw, like, this is the thing that's bothering me, this, this, and this, it was, okay, like, conclusion, that's all gender-related. That's all fat redistribution that's accelerated recently. Um, so that that's why I came to the conclusion that I was going to stop taking tea for at least a little while and why I've been, like, dressing cute more often and by that I mean like dressing femininely and stuff like that um cause it's validating like I it's uh, it's weird cause I need validation that I'm cute as a femme but also in a way that doesn't erase the fact that I'm non-binary and like I'm still like I am not a woman thank you yeah Thank you very much. Like, it's a very weird place to be in, to be, like, resentful of people for being like, you're a woman, but then also being like, but I'm cute, though, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's very weird being in my brain. And I think that the problem is just that, like, non-binary identities are not recognized by people in general, and then they probably never will be. So this is a problem that I'm just going to constantly deal with in my
1: life. I guess that's the point, right, is that if we had more people talking about non-binary stuff, uh, the way that non-binary people experience dysphoria, because that's this question that people people ask, like, and it's hard to define, and especially like as a binary trans person, I don't feel like I can speak to it, obviously, but it's hard to have, you need the reference point to know, is this a gender thing, right? Is this a gender thing, or is this just a me thing? And the need to figure that out, like if you need to change your medication and stuff like that, it's it's tricky, and it's one of the struggles that thankfully I don't have to deal with, and that you get you it's gonna it causes you and a lot of other non-binary people a lot of stress.
0: Yeah, and I I have had uh, as I have probably said before on this podcast, I am like the wise old sage trans friend. Like people come to me with their questions about hormones, and one of the things that people are like so often worried about um like I've had a couple of like people who are assigned male at birth who are trans talk to me about things but it doesn't happen as often because that's not my experience or area of expertise so more frequently I've had female assigned people asking me about testosterone and trying to figure out whether it's the right thing for them to do or not um And it's usually... It's it's sometimes, like, non-binary people. Because the thing is that you can't choose. Like, we have talked about this on our hormones and medical whatever podcast. That, like, you can't pick and choose when you're on testosterone which changes you're going to have or to what extent you're going to have them. So, like, my facial hair. Like, if I were to stay on testosterone, I'm getting the impression, based on what is happening on my chin, that if I were to continue, this would be the year that it would really kick in. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so I know that if I start it up later, it'll probably more or less pick up where it left off as far as my facial hair goes. But I need my fat to go back to where it used to be.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Like, I miss having hips, which is a weird thing. Um, yeah. But that's, like, one of the things you have to consider, you know, as a non-binary person is, like, you You kind of have to decide what you want out of your like, transition experience, like, I don't even, like, (sighs) I don't even consider myself to be done with transition. This is just another aspect of it, or aspect of me being trans. Like, I don't know, uh, Chase Ross is or was taking hormone blockers because he's just had some things going on with the downstairs bits that didn't want to be going on, so he's on hormone blockers now, as opposed to being on testosterone gel like he was before. So, like, we all go through our own shit, you know, we go on hormones, we go off hormones, you know, even binary identified people do that stuff, so, I just feel like, it's also a thing where, like, I feel like we don't have very many people in society who are visibly non-binary it's and it's either because people tend to assume a binary or, like I don't know, I for example was stealthed as a trans guy, basically, like I I for work for a while was basically just like yeah as far as everybody at this job knows I am a cis dude, and like I wasn't trying to be. Like gender non-binary or gender non-conforming, I guess, so yeah like there is it's just because there's not very much incentive to do that it's more like bad
1: yeah i mean think about like the most well, probably the most prominent like non-binary-ish person in the world right now is ruby rose and people just assume that they're a girl like i mean they're gender fluid so it is slightly different but it's it's the, it's the only voice that a lot of people have um, and also, you were saying like binary people like sometimes like go on and off hormones. That's true. And like even people don't know this. Like a lot of people like go on the internet and then like, hey, can I get these changes and have no changes or have not grow breasts or can I like go on here and still have my genitalia function normally, even though like some people do anyway on hormones. Like a lot. Yeah. If you think, if you look at like trans porn stars, because um, they're the, they were for a long time were the most prominent members of our community. Um, trans women porn stars have to cycle their estrogen. Yeah. Um, and to cycle their, um, sorry, their testosterone blockers because they need enough testosterone to, to be able to get hard instantly for these videos. Yeah, basically. Like, it's not an unheard of thing. And as far, as far as medical stuff, it might be a bit hard to convince your doctor to allow you to do this, but I would in, implore people to teach them some fucking sense because most of the doctors in these kind of fields don't know what they're talking about. And they probably can be persuaded, probably, maybe. You hope. I hope, yeah. I mean, it's getting better, and like in the UK now, they're starting to in, in, sort of starting to get more of the non-binary stuff in. to try and make people understand it, so it should work better. Uh, gender services are improving. Um, in the US, it is mostly informed cons- A lot of it is informed consent, if you can get it, and that obviously you control much more easier, much more more easily than having to go through the gatekeepers. Yep. I have to get birth control now, too. Oh? Yeah. In-
0: interesting. Well, because I mean, testosterone, like, it's not, uh, please, for the love of God, uh, nobody take this as me saying that testosterone is effective birth control for any assigned female at birth person. However, it was effective for me because I haven't had any kind of activity. Even, even on like the times where I've taken a month in between doses, like I haven't had any of my system try to reboot. Sometimes yeah. people have that happen. Uh, mine did not. So And my shit was so crazy before that I was pretty confident the entire time I was on T that I was not going to get pregnant. And I didn't. So uh, yeah. it was effectively birth control for me. So
1: it I have does, to like um, get another menstrual cycle. No, that's the thing. That well, is, yeah, that, that but me. it is
0: still possible to get pregnant while you're on it. It's not like right. it's not like it necessarily shuts down everything. And if you have a lapse, or if you uh, have too much for a short period of time, and your body reconverts it back into estrogen, like you're, you know, it it can, basically, like you know, it's every type of birth control somebody has a kid for having used it. So yeah, yeah. But it was effective for me in that way. I just have to now find a non-hormonal birth control, which is actually, uh, I want to get an IUD, which is hormonal, but it's only locally hormonal. So. Right. Does so not, it doesn't spread throughout your body. Yeah.
1: I don't have a job and I don't have insurance,
0: so it'll be easy.
1: I guess the problem is that condoms just, condoms do kind of feel weird. I'm just going to, yeah. I mean, they're, they're very safe. They're the safest one. Condoms. Condoms? And yeah, safe, I'm just in a nested relationship that's fluid yeah. bonded, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, I get it. And like, how and I was in a lonesome relationship, we didn't really use. Just for condoms other people, though, no.
0: definitely use yeah.
1: what are they called? Prophylactics? Barriers. I don't. Use barriers. not the dams or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, be safe. <laughs>
0: be safe, kids, if you're gonna go out there. <laughs> And have you, sex with people. Can you tell I don't
1: get laid very often? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so funny.
0: Mm. <sighs> Ladies, please date us. <laughs> See, the thing is that now, and this kind of irritates me, it's easier for me to find people, and I may have even said this already, it's easier for me to find people to date if I am searching as a woman for women. Yeah. On Tinder, you know, like, I I get way more matches with women than, uh, than th- that would be interested in me, uh, I, like, when I'm as a woman on, I, I don't know, it's so fucking irritating. <laughs> but we, we continuously reach, there's no one new in your area, and I'm like, oh, ow, that hurts me.
1: Yeah, do you live in quite a small town in comparison to, uh, like...
0: It's a relatively small town, like, I live in a college town, so there's, like, a decent portion of the population, like, I mean, you know, it changes dramatically between the summertime and the normal, like, s- like school season. Um, yeah. There's a decent number of people, but it is a relatively small town, so, I mean, I definitely don't live in a big city. I I live basically like an hour away from Kansas City, which is like uh, like the one place that people might actually know that's relatively close
1: by. That's a big, huge city, so yeah. So yeah. your your town hasn't had the walls of the binary being crushed down yet. I mean, it's just
0: there. We don't even have a gay bar here. Like there is <laughs> a bar that does gay night on Wednesdays or some shit like that. <sighs> But the you gotta go like... of all the nights. Yeah, right. Go all the way to goddamn Kansas City, fucking Missouri. To go to a gay <laughs> bar. Or, like, go to the state capital, but I don't like going there, because that's
1: not where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I don't... This isn't being from the UK, but like, the idea that how much Americans drive to go to places is insane. Like, I can't that's even It's ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's somebody who... uh who was it? Where was it? Montana. Somebody in Montana that was like, I don't know how to find people to hang out with and be trans around, and we were like, I'm yeah. sorry, you might have to drive to the nearest big city.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot of choice. Sorry, <laughs> pretty much. And then people like, it. if you're on Reddit, people can say, Oh, just move to this place, and like, no one has that sort of money. I don't know who these people are. They're like, Oh yeah, I saved up for my facial surgery in about two weeks. I'm like, What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, right? Like, what the (laughs) hell? I am too. I'm I'm in medical debt of all the things. (laughs) And a good portion of it is for trans related stuff. Oh, dear. Another reason why I stopped taking tea because it's a fucking hundred dollars for like a five month bottle, and I can't go in regularly for bloods because every time I go in, I owe
1: another three hundred dollars. If you made enough from your Patreon, Could you have the T, could you write off the T on your tax, (laughs) given that it's directly relevant? Maybe.
0: (laughs) It would have to be a decent, like, I would have to report my income from Patreon, is the thing. And if it's like, if it stays under a certain amount, I don't have to report it. Sure. it's, It's income I'm not paying taxes on and therefore will owe taxes on later. I'm totally oh, he, not publicly yeah. saying that I dodge
1: income tax. <sighs> <laughs> they, they knock on your door if you need to pay it. I think that's how it works. I mean, I don't know. It's going
0: to be so difficult to do my taxes next year, because I've had, oh dear god, one, two, three. I've had three jobs this year so far, and I'm about to start a fourth one. Like
1: You've got a very colourful CV.
0: Yeah, not any kind of overlap <laughs> on those, just kind of A string of failed attempts. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's I'm just having all kinds of difficulties lately. Yeah, as I say, do do you have any any,
1: like advice for people that might be feeling similarly to what you did and like the steps they can take? Uh, Well, I mean, uh, honestly, the best thing is to
0: have people like that you're good, close friends with. Uh, Like I. I have only told a couple of people so far, like, as of right now. And I'm, all, I'm like, having difficulty telling people for a number of reasons. Um, so I think it's important for you to have people around who, like, you feel close enough to during your transition anyway. Like, mm. basically what I'm saying is don't be like me and let your depression force you to alienate all of your friends and sabotage all of your relationships because you just kind of stop checking in with people after a while and stop responding to messages. Don't do that. You need to actively talk to people uh, so that you know, the moment you start feeling bad about yourself, you have somebody there who's like, can I help you talk it out and figure out why? Rather than spending months and months and months toiling in your own awful brain feels... (sighs)
1: Have a support network. Yeah. It's easy as a trans person to isolate yourself, especially if you do suffer from depression or anxiety or both. And, you know,
0: bouts of unemployment, you know. It's really easy to just kind of recluse. And I also am... I am this year realizing that, like, I am full-blown disabled, like, can't hold on to a job disabled. So,
1: Mm.
0: yeah. We're dealing with that also. Um, But if it's just the gender dysphoria... I mean, just honestly, have, have trans friends you can talk to. I have a, I have a group that I made on Facebook because, like, I, I don't like FTM groups. There's usually at least some amount of misogyny there, so I don't like going there. And then, But no, no, none of the, like, non-binary groups were specific enough to my experience, so I made a group called Transmasculine Non-Binary Folks. It's a closed group, so, like, you can see it, you can see who's in it, you just can't see the posts, um, there. So it is searchable, basically. It's still very small, but it's, like, a place that's, like, it has to be very small because it's very niche. It's very specific thing to need support over, is being trans masculine of all fucking things. Like, yeah, I, I have a lot of things in common with trans men, but... I'm not a man, so, like, we still have this, like, fundamental gap between us where I don't fully feel like I'm part of that community. Therefore, you know, and if it's too broad with the gender queer community, then we gotta find something more specific. So just basically, find people to talk to who have the same gender identity as you. Go look at all of the long lists of names of different things that you can call your gender, pick one that seems like it fits, and go find people in a group with that in the title.
1: Mm. I would say, like, if you have this, this is an ongoing problem, like, maybe some people would, would benefit from maybe talking to a gender therapist regularly. Oh, right, If you agree with that. Yeah, uh,
0: that's just not something that I think about, because as an American, it's never mm. even in the list of things to do to seek a medical <laughs> professional's <laughs> opinion. Um, that's yeah. probably a good thing to do, though if you can afford it and, if, you know, if your insurance covers it or if you have a, a school counselor even can possibly help with that kind of thing if you're at a, de- a decent, like, liberal college. Um, yeah, seek a professional. Probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, I feel especially if have dealt with this kind of stuff before. Like, it'll be uh, sometimes, some, you know, sometimes, like, You can can adjust your medication and stuff like that. You can adjust your life situation. You can find a safety net. But sometimes just talking it out does really help. And sometimes you need to talk it out with someone who's trained to understand and isn't just, like, you know, a friend that's understanding but not, like, that knowledgeable about it. Sometimes you just need that professional opinion. Yeah.
0: I also want to point out that I, uh, as a depression patient... And also as someone who, like, is trans and got a diagnosis in order to get medication for being trans, I am stopping taking my prescribed medication for my diagnosis without my doctor being involved, which is not something I suggest and not something that I support other people doing. Um, I know that you had your your pre whatever escapades we've talked about it a little bit yeah don't do shit without your doctor's direction like just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that I should be doing it or that I should be doing it without my like without a medical team of support that's but that's been my issue throughout my transition anyway though is like I can't get my bloods tested regularly so I have never been able to keep tabs on where exactly I'm at
1: and this is why you don't vote Republican, kids.
0: Yeah, don't vote Republican, kids.
1: <laughs> Just Jesus. how it goes. If any of you um, are alive by the time, you can vote. Oh, sure. Oh, no, because, if I mean, on this week, it's not going to be there by then now. But, like, D- Donald Trump's now officially enacted that trans-military ban we were talking about the other week. Yeah. So, uh, that's happening. Lots of people okay. out of a job. That's what happens when you vote Republican. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Not even once.
0: Not unless The Rock is the person on the Republican ticket, which, let's be honest, I would vote for The Rock if he was on the Republican ticket.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think the answer to a celebrity in the office is to get a better celebrity. I, no, that's a good reason.
0: No. I mean, he is a better celebrity in the sa- in the same sense that he's just a better person in general. I read this article yeah. about him that was fantastic. Like... He actually, he's giving it serious consideration because of the fact that he is a patriotic American, like, and the reason that he would be a Republican is that he tends to support the troops and, you know, not necessarily military expansion, but he supports the military and veterans. So, like, but he also, like, understands human beings and what it's like to be poor and what it's like to be black, basically, or racially
1: ambiguous well, or whatever. Well, he's not. Black, so much. He's half black. Yeah, he's also he's half, half, black, Samo- half Samoan. He's, like, oh, he's half Samoan, yeah. Which makes it interesting for me that he would be like a Republican given that, like, you think he's a uh, Samoan, it'd be interesting you can like, elect your representation to Samoans, which isn't something Republicans would ever support. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, people would,
0: I mean, people often can't guess, like, I mean, there's generally like confusion around Dwayne Johnson's race. I mean, I didn't even know definitively until I was reading this piece on him. Or no, 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 no. It was like three or four years ago when the pictures were going around of him dancing at his grandma's birthday or some shit. Mm -hmm. And you could see all of his tribal tattoos and he was doing like a Samoan style dance thing. Yeah. So like I learned then. I was like oh, okay, you're an islander. Cool. Island after Moana, which is
1: probably not acceptable.
0: (laughs) What about Moana?
1: I learned and how amazing it, after it Moana. is. Oh, you yeah, learned it just, after then. It's really good. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, it is so good. I know.
1: That's uh, why I to play Moana again. Everyone watch watched Moana.
0: We, did, we already had a thing where we were like this. Oh, uh, for a future episode, uh, this is partially a teaser and partially a reminder. I want to talk about Power Rangers. Like the I want to the new movie, yeah. If you've seen it, we like I. I need to rewatch it like a couple times, cause I, I want to get not. in. I want to get in on it. Is it is it relevant? Is it good? It. I mean, it's a really. I mean, like I thought it was a really interesting movie. It was definitely. It was engaging up until a point, and then it lost me, like. <laughs> I need, which is why I want to watch it again, because I'm like, what happened that I became, like, oh, I don't care about these characters, or what happens to them, except for this is one of them.
1: All I've heard is that it heavily features Krispy Kreme, and that's all I know about
0: it. does heavily feature Krispy Kreme, but that's okay. It's not the worst thing ever. <laughs> uh, you can forgive it, because Elizabeth Banks is hot as fuck, and there is an autistic kid that is portrayed in a very positive manner. Uh and yeah, I've heard there's a gay character as well. There isn't, um, but oh. we'll talk about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> next time we record. This this week's episode of the Transatlantic Podcast is brought to you by Krispy Kreme and um, Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco used to be Namco, and now it's got Bandai in it. This your news from Transatlantic?
0: Yeah. Here's some
1: news. Have you been watching... Okay, this is
0: off the rails now. We're just having a chill cast now. Um, Have you been watching Cracked Show? Uh, It's just called Some News. No. Do you watch uh, Cracked videos like regularly at all?
1: I have been known to watch a couple.
0: Okay. Anybody who doesn't already know that Cracked.com has a fucking amazing YouTube channel, they have an amazing YouTube channel. And I, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's called some news and Cody is just sitting at a desk and every time uh, like it looks like he's in more and more pain. (laughs) Like there's something I I love also that they have the other show that they're doing excessive pop culture discussion where they just have an hour long, like sit down where they talk about things that are specifically not to do with the news because they have this show that's just all about the news. They're like, we had to separate the things from each other. <laughs> the politics and the funny, like, we need we need some space. We need to yeah. breathe. I miss when they were covering it like it was a TV show. Like, I don't know if you saw any of those videos. And it was more during the campaign and then a little bit after. But they were, like, recapping as though it were a television show. Like it was the hot new political drama that they would recap and it was like kind of cute in a meta way but also like it was yeah. the worst time <laughs> yeah it's kind of depressing <laughs> no it wasn't the worst time now it's the worst time oh, now God. it's the
1: worst timeline
0: i don't know what's going on right now as this episode is being listened to uh dear listener but I'm We're betting very you sorry. that it's worse off than it is currently.
1: <laughs> I mean, currently currently, Trump's, Trump's meant to be dealing with this whole hurricane in Texas thing, so that should be fun. I'm sure he's going to be very good at that. I'm sure that we... I don't know. Did we cut
0: FEMA? We probably cut FEMA quite a bit. If like
1: a leg. A leg it, bone.
0: Do what? A FEMA?
1: Like a leg, a leg bone. No,
0: no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> n- not... It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. (laughs) There's not an R at the end of it. Uh, Okay. What 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 even was the word? Like FEMA? (laughs) FEMA, okay. F E M A. It's an acronym for, I don't fucking know what, but it's, it's our program, our national program that provides
1: natural disaster relief oh good, I guess we don't need that in the wake of this current disaster, that's fine
0: yeah, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that that is one of the organizations that has been cut more and more as Republicans retain more and more of their power you know, uh, just the general trend toward radical extremist conservatism this is very
1: good and also depressing
0: I know, right? (laughs) Anyway, some news. So they know
1: it's the end of the world.
0: I don't know that song, but you're good at singing it.
1: Thank you. It's from, I know it because of Fallout 4, which is a very topical reference for everyone listening.
0: Totally. Yeah. Topical reference.
1: Should I should I talk about a little bit what's going on with me then if we're doing updates, just to get
0: yeah, the listeners yeah. up to
1: speed? Transition updates. Yeah, while well, we're doing this, uh, we had our political break. Um, I was talking a few podcasts back about how I was going to go get um, my appointment with a surgeon for surgery from a downstairs, the gender reassignment surgery, or whatever you want to call it, sexual reassignment surgery, gender confirmation surgery,
0: sex like, confirmation uh,
1: surgery. I like reconstructive surgery. Reconstructive surgery. I call it the downstairs surgery. The downstairs. Um, they put a little scaffolding on you, and they do some digging, and it's very good. Um, so, I'm just going to have a little... People don't Let's talk about Let's call it this. the Australia. Oh, that'd be really good. Sorry, Australians, yeah. but that's it now. You're, you're, you're That's that's who you are. Um, like Santorum, just accept it. Yeah, you're a Santorum. Oh, my God, No. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even want to remember what a Santorum was. I remember thinking, being horrified by it at the time. I'm pretty
0: sure that that's the second time that I've even referenced it on this podcast, and it's only be- within the context of this podcast that I think to I- bring it up.
1: I believe you may be right. So I went I to agree. London, uh, I took a coach down at 4am, and I met up with uh, teen- Dr. Tina Rashid, who is one of the surgeons here in the UK, trained in the Dr. Bellringer, I think, um, there's only a couple major surgeons in the UK, Dr. Baring and Dr. Thomas, uh, Dr. Rashid. I think Thomas has one now that he's training up. Um, basically, it was kind of weird. We, and we met up there. I waited a bit, um, and they took me into a room, and they said, um, are you thinking about vaginoplasty and not the other ones? And I was like, yeah. And then they were like, do you like women or men? And I was like, this is a weird question, but I answered it. Um general questions just and then it's like how long have we been in the real life experience which isn't a thing we do anymore but I was like oh two years because that's basically how long I've been full time now mm-hmm. um, kind of ish maybe I might have exaggerated um, and then they basically took me behind a curtain there was, there was like three people there and I took I dropped Trow and exposed my bollocks to the world and um, they basically just pulled at my parts for a few minutes and I can't really describe how weird it was to be have like some fairly attractive women there pulling at my genitals and be like the least aroused I've like ever ever been. It was yeah, that something. is super weird. Yeah, <laughs> like well, yeah, they're like stretching the scrotum and stuff and be like, hmm, 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 and then the curtain <laughs> closed. I put my top back up and they were like, hey, yeah, uh, you're gonna need to get some uh, hair removal, get we cause we wanna give you a scrotal graft and I was like, fine. And so that's the next step. And I'm doing that on Wednesday, the first one coming up, um basically the start of September. god that's scary, the year's flying by. So what well, I know. So I've heard like they might have to do like at least like about eighty hours of this shit? Of putting oh, hot god. needles. Yeah. I'm putting really hot needles in my downstairs to get rid of the hairs. So it's really scary. But I signed up for this now, and I'm not a quitter. So I'm going to do it. Do they anesthetize, like even locally? I've been talking to a friend about this, and she told me that you can take ibuprofen before and that there's a cream you can use. I wasn't sure from her message whether they gave you the cream or whether you have to find the cream yourself. But even if you do, apparently it wears off by the time the session's over. So it's going to be a bit of a trial. But I suppose if, I'm giving, if you just signed up for surgery already, you've already signed up for some pain. So what's 80 more hours of pain? Jesus. I mean, you could ask for, like, topical
0: lidocaine, maybe. Uh, I don't know if uh, they hoping. cover it, though. I would imagine they give you something, right? They know it's going to hurt. I would think so. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. they they don't give you anything when they're doing it to your face, so... I, but I imagine they would have to. It's so different, and it's covered differently probably. I don't know. I've
1: been I've been given, like, some aloe vera gel sometimes at the end of a laser session on my face, so, you know, you never know. But um, they, they basically said, yeah, keep going, and when you've got two appointments left, come and get on the queue for surgery, so it's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot of Horrible shit. In the meantime, so we'll see, and I might report back on the podcast at some point how that goes. Because fuck me, I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> how long does it take you in
0: like real person time if you if you are
1: having to do eighty hours of it? See, I'm like not sure because they were saying frequently? once that they were saying they were saying I might need to come in once a week, and like I've heard people say they do an hour a week, which would take. Over a year, like, well over a year. Yeah. Every week, going to a different city and getting this done. But I've also heard that if you can stomach the pain, sometimes they'll let you do a few more hours. I mean, okay. I'd be happy to sit there for ten hours if that's what it took, just to do only do eight sessions of it, but I don't think they'll let me do that. I mean, I've seen
0: people with tattooed penises and scrotums. <laughs> So, you know what? You can do it. You can do it, buddy.
1: I'm going to try.
0: <laughs> literally. Literally. I've seen a dragon. Somebody got their dick tattooed as a dragon, and it, it also came up on their belly a little bit. Yeah, it was rad. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like a dragon tail or dragon face? Like- no, it was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that it was like... I guess it was more of, like, a Chinese-style dragon, because it would have had to have uh, been, like, thinner. Yeah. It's been years. Like, okay, my mother is a terrible parent, uh, I guess, because <laughs> she showed it to me. Um, <laughs> oh. I was, like, I was probably, like, 10 or 11. But, yeah, we've already discussed that, like, I think we've discussed, at least in the past on the podcast, that my mom gave me, like... Yeah. I, I didn't have a single sex talk I just knew Like she just explained things to me as I was growing up Like I knew how Like female reproductive system worked When I was like six Because my mom would just talk about it
1: Yeah So yeah uh, Anyway <laughs> That's pretty cool <laughs> uh. it's, it's a weird situation But it's a thing that's happening and that's yeah. the way it goes. My situation is slightly really a little more straightforward. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I am, as I say, I'm scared, but we march on and I'll let people know if it's fucking awful because I think people need to talk about this shit. People don't talk about the little appointments and stuff. And I know, like, everyone is personal and may seem like a little, big little deal, but sometimes you have these things coming up and you want to know and you can't find the answers. So yeah. that's what we're here for. Rare experiences, hormone troubles. Um, needles in the scrotum, a yeah. finger in the bum, you know, oh, <laughs> are you, are you going to have
0: to do, is it going to be mostly scrotal tissue or are you going to
1: have to do any other non fun places? She said it was for a scrotal graft. Okay. So I'm assuming so. I don't have a whole lot of hair on the on the on the shaft, as far as I'm aware. But I don't. I mean, I don't haven't looked at many other people's crotches, so I don't really know. Right. Yeah. Um, I I guess I'll find out when I get there. But like, I would hope. I imagine it's all one area, right? Like, if you start in the area, you're gonna have to like get it done. I don't know. It's super yeah. bizarre when I think about it. Like, really bizarre. Like because
0: like, of how they fold it in, and then you're like, which parts are going where? Like, I understand yeah. that. Like, I mean, I'm guessing that they're definitely doing the the scrotal part for the graft for the labia majora.
1: I would assume. I think so. I have not I would, been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that's, confusing.
0: It it goes the opposite direction for us. Like so, yeah. if you if you're born with the vulva, they typically like take that skin and like stretch it, and then they'll put your implants in there. So sure. like,
1: they're similar textures too. Yeah, um, the homologous structures. Um, yeah. I, I, I did ask I did ask the the coordinator at the hospital about this about whether I just need the scrotum and they just sent me a list of places I could get it done. I was like, thanks. So yeah, cool, <laughs> great, <laughs> awesome. Thank you for your help. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I, I let's say, like, I've got lad laser before, so I mean, like, I know it's probably worse. But there are people who get this all over their face. And as much as scrotums are sensitive, so are faces, and people have done that. Like, there are videos of people having just, got like, electrons in their face, and it's all swollen up and shit. So, yeah. you know... I mean, I, don't, I probably won't be able to tuck afterwards, so it'll be a funny me riding back on the bus after, but it's going to be an experience. Ugh. I'm not going to live-blog it, because that'd be weird. You know, I yeah. would like to do something like that, but it's just not a thing that's going to be possible, especially from, like, severe pain or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, from what I understand, people start crying when they're having their faces done. And, like, yeah, the face is very sensitive, but still,
1: like, yeah, yikes. So there's your there's your update, on this yeah. side, on the binary trans feminine side, we've had your update. We had our Lux update. Um, anything else you want to say about your thing, while we got you here? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm I'm.
0: I'm just at a weird, fucking place with my relationship with my body and everything, and I mean. This is something that I I tend to say in my videos, um, and part of why I talk about it is that I want people to know that it's okay to be, like, not 100% sure about what the fuck you're doing, and to make decisions like stopping taking hormones if it's making you feel bad, and, like, that's something that Chase Ross talks about a lot, because he was on it for a year and then quit because of, like, the effects being too much for him to handle. And, you know, I think that we should try to reduce the stigma, especially within the community, but also just in general, while we're raising awareness anyway, uh, like reduce the stigma of being non-binary or going on or off of hormone therapy. Like, just, like, reduce the stigma behind, you know, the assumption that someone like me is detransitioning, you know, and I hate that term (laughs) we didn't actually talk about it this episode really but like we could probably devote an entire episode to like people who detransition and why they detransition and like what that actually means because it might seemingly be like a physical detransition but I don't feel in any way like stopping taking tea and letting estrogen be the primary hormone in my body is a detransition because I'm not binary like I'm just doing what's possible for my body to be healthy and happy
1: trying to at least so I do think the transition would be a good topic for another day as well because it's another one of these things that very few people actually talk about we should get on that at some point oh god I'm I'm sorry if
0: like it was just awkward silence for a second there because it just completely cut out while you were in the middle of talking
1: oh my god okay well obviously the internet's shitting itself so I guess we should wrap this up yeah.
0: <laughs> it might very okay. well be on
1: my end. Anyway. That's fine. Um, We've got a connection tonight, guys. That's so just how it goes. Doesn't um, like a bit of a the like, airport thing. I'm not a captain. I'm not flying your plane. Um, but I do <laughs> fly the plane with my co-pilot here and um, the Transatlantic Podcast, where you can email us about our flight announcements, our delicious menu. Today we are serving um, pickles. Um, at uh, Transatlantic. I will stab you. Yeah. <laughs> <Transatlantic> pod. <laughs> at gmail.com, reach us, facebook.com slash transatlanticpod, twitter.com slash transatlpodcast, patreon at patreon.com slash transatlantic. Thank you so much to our lovely Patreons. Um, we'll try and get some stuff. Some- we'll make sure if we get- have any stretch goals that need to be um, met, we will get to that. And also, um, please join and if you think we're worth it. And I think sometimes we can be, sometimes our internet cuts off. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash I'm sure that there's a
0: tear about having your Like name read out at the end of the podcast too. So check that
1: shit out. Yeah, and we'll do that when we will say your it. name. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll be worth <laughs> it. You're worth very, it. You're very beautiful people, I'm sure. Um, Patreon.com slash Luxander, support Lux. Um, they need money. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Music is, is run away by George Gad. He's a lovely, lovely boy. Um, buy his music on Bandcamp listen to it on Spotify or wherever you listen to music where it, um, he's probably is because he's everywhere um, go see him live if you can he's a very very good boy um, is that all? I think that's all the things good job thank you I'm trying not to go too far on, on these outros so I'm going to try and be succinct thank you all for listening uh, see you next week or whenever it is by the time I get this next one up <laughs> <laughs> Whenever
0: it is. Bye.
1: Whenever. Whenever. See you next time on your side
0: in an old 45 with the night on your side.